Hey everybody, welcome back to Simply Holy, a practical guide for making the holidays, holy days. And we are at the final video of 2017. It's a wrap, we're done. And I'm so excited, I'm sitting here in my white. Um, I think this was the sweater I bought the very, for the very first Simply Holy and I love wearing it because it reminds me of that time. But hopefully this has been a, a journey for you to get closer to God, to walk clo more closely with Him and to become more holy in your life in general and especially taking away um, all of the, I mean, actually taking from Satan what he has done to this holiday and making them holy days. I hope it has helped you to do that. But um, today I just wanted to do, I don't know what we're going to call it, if it's the top 10 or the top 10 holy practices or a spirit, simply holy remix. But basically I just jotted down the top 10 things that I would say, uh, looking back, have helped me or have taught me about how to live a holy life. And these are the things that sort of I practice in my daily life. And um, I now if you're just starting out on this journey, I just wanted to put them out there in this way so you can maybe grab onto one and start maybe your 2018 with this one practice that um, you're gonna change this year. You know, sometimes it takes a while for us to get things, you know. And uh, it can take several years, it could take several months, it could take several weeks, I don't know. But maybe just doing one at a time, things that you can add. Um, you know, I do encourage you during this time to, uh, as you're starting into the new year, a practice that I have done in the past is I have read back through my journals, um, my journal for this year. So I have a journal every year, this is my journal this year, um, but that's not true. This is my second journal this year. So this year was a difficult year. 2017 was a winter. And um, I don't even know if I'm completely out of the winter yet, but I, I am ending well. And I'm grateful to God for that. But I think it's because uh, I'm on my second journal. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm now to a point where I'm like, I'm not sure if I could actually read back through what I've written. Um, it used to be a little easier. But if you can, you can read back through your year, just go back to two th where 2017 began and start reading. And, and, and I, I sort of graph it every year. If those of you are familiar with um, uh, grief recovery, I sort of graph those months and I put the high, you know, the highs and the lows of every month. And it really helps me to uh, relive the year and, and remember the lessons and it prepares me to be different for the future. So that's a practice that you can employ as you're getting ready for your new year and embarking on that. Um, and then you can just kind of look back and see what have I been able to successfully change and what would I still want to change. And these are um, ways to become more holy. But anyway, here's top 10 things that I did and they're not really in any order. I think I kind of put them in my order of my day. So number one um, practice is eyes open, praise up. That's it. When your eyes open in the morning, whether God has woken you, you know, whenever he's woken you up, um, when you wake up or your alarm goes off, if you're still at that point where, where you need an alarm to get you up, and your eyes open, you need to immediately, as soon as you can think about it, you need to start praising God. Thank you, God, that I'm alive. Thank you for my, uh, that I can see, that I can hear. Thank you that no one's died in the night. Thank you that for my house, my home, my whatever. Drop to your knees if you need to, whatever you need to do. But with those eyes open, the praise goes up. You are not going to, you do it whether you feel like it or not. You are teaching yourself right living. You are teaching yourself the way that you should be feeling. You are, um, uh, teaching yourself godliness 
And so that's the first lesson. The second lesson is to let God wake you up. Try to get to the point where God just actually wakes you up. That you're sensitive to His His um, His morning routine. You know, there's that song by Stephanie Gretzinger, uh, the morning song. And I just love the words of it because it's so true. It says, light comes to morning and you have been waiting. It's talking about God. You have been waiting. He's just been waiting for you to get up. I just love that image. And you need to let him wake you up because he knows how much sleep you need. And it may not be what you think you need, but he knows how much you need. He knows if, you're, um, if you've got extra stuff that he's trying to help you with, he may wake you up early so that he can talk to you about it. And you need to let him do that. If you wake up in the middle of the night, see it as um, you know, it, as a loving thing that you know you go and have a special place for your Bible, have a special place for your. I learned this from Gwen Chamlin as well. Just have a special place where you go and talk and meet with God and thank Him for that, and He'll give you the sleep that you need later on. Number three is open and reopen your hands every morning. It's the first thing you do. You don't um, you you don't clean your house first. You don't do the laundry first. You don't do other things first. You get up out of your bed. You go to your your whatever routine it is that you get that you have to go through. If you take a shower in the morning. You put on your makeup, you dry your hair, you get dressed to the shoes. And I don't know if you have a cup of coffee. My, our coffee just goes off automatically like that. So um, then you sit down, the first thing you do is God. Now you be careful if you have a phone where you are um, using an app for your quiet times or you have a reason for your phone. Now there are many reasons for your phone. The phone is such a weapon. It's awesome. It's a weapon for God. It's also a tool of Satan, so it's a double-edged sword in a way, because you know um, it's so easy to get distracted. I mean, and I was thinking about how many times I go on that stinking phone for one thing, and I can't. I end up in another place, and where? What? What was that? Where was I? What was I doing? You think that's me? I'm in my 40s. I've been a disciple for a long time. How could a teen even possibly navigate this? But anyway, it's it's a difficult thing to learn to navigate. But you have to resist all urges to do anything else besides your quiet time if you're using your phone. Um, and now that they don't have a separate app called Groups, I'm like, uh, distraught because it forces me to go onto Facebook. Now, if I go onto Facebook and I press Groups right away, um, if I, you know, uh, and I go straight to Simply Holy, I'll do okay. But if I let that feed go at all on the regular Facebook feed, which I hardly ever do, those of you who know me, I, I'm probably not your friend on Facebook. I just, I can't get around to it. It just, it feels like pressure to me. But simply holy, I got, I do my, I do my way down. I do, you know, the, the, the spiritual ones I've got on there. But every single morning, you have to open your hands. And what you're saying is, God, uh, what do you have for today? Here's all the stuff that I think I'm supposed to do or I have to get done or what I would like to do, but I realize it may not be what you want to do, so what do you want? So I open my hands and reopen my hands every morning. Um, and then um, I put this on the list and I put down, I put down get rid of all TV. And I'm just going to keep preaching this. I think you need to get rid of it. You need to get rid of anything that advertises to you. You need to, that tells you what you need. You need to get rid of garbage. You need to really filter out the things that are coming into your life that do not cause you to be more holy. You are not going to miss anything. And um, I'm telling you, I have filtered out so much news that I can do nothing about anyway. And I'm not uneducated, okay? I know what's important that's going on. 
I just have it in its right place. It is not, I do not need to know what's happening today in the whole rest of the world. Um, I, I don't need to know that all the time. I need a very condensed, you could get the skim, you could get whatever, very condensed version of what's happening in the world to make yourself aware um, so that you are not ignorant of what's going on in the world. But you have got to get rid of this constant barrage and especially the hateful, disgusting, uh, political mess. You know, I can't even, I, that's one of the reasons I don't like Facebook, because I can't, I can't deal with the onslaught of hateful uh, messages, and it's, it's not helpful. Hate is not helpful. So you've got to filter, and if you haven't gotten rid of your cable, get rid of it. Use Netflix, use Hulu, they even have it where you can actually get, you can stream sports now. It's the weirdest thing, like you do not need that. Um, anything that you can filter out, and I'll give you um, one more thing is, you know, music is, uh, is meditation. That's what music is. It's taking um, one phrase or one thought or one concept and saying it over and over and over and over in your mind. And that's why, of course, spiritual music is a good idea. But it's not the only music that I listen to. First of all, I listen to a lot of music that doesn't have any lyrics, and I listen to a lot of music that's not in English, and I have absolutely no idea what they're saying, <laughs> which is awesome. But if you do listen to music that has lyrics, here's my challenge to you. Um, type out the lyrics, print them out, and I want you to read them out loud. And if you can picture yourself having this conversation with Jesus in the room, then you can continue to listen to that music. If you cannot picture having this conversation with Jesus in the room, you have no business listening to it. That's the bottom line. You shouldn't be singing, much less singing it. You shouldn't be listening to it. You shouldn't be um, uh, thinking about it. Your mind should not even have these lyrics going in, their in your mind. You have to have, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart bring you praise. You absolutely cannot praise God while you are uh, singing lyrics that are disgusting. So, yeah, that's that's it for that. Okay, um, number five, uh, keep refocusing up and throughout the day. And you, you have to allow yourself the, the thought that, um, this is one thing that's helped me, is that as many times as you need to eat fuel for your body, you need to eat spiritual food. And um, you need to use every eating opportunity as a refocusing spiritual opportunity. Whether you do that first or second, whatever it is, but you need to realize if my body is hungry, my spirit is hungry, my soul is hungry. Now your your spirit may be hungry uh, earlier. I, I have the we've talked about the one uh, hour of the day, day times, but you need to have times where you keep refueling. My I will say that it you this is a great use of your phone. This is when you listen to podcasts. You can put whatever, whatever. Like I usually make at least a a video a week. Um, and if you want to replay that, replay it. Who cares how many times you do it? So as long as it's still reminding you. I listen to my Way Down app several times a day. I mean, several times a day because I want to hear the truth. I just keep hearing the truth. I'm training myself to hear the truth, and it uplifts me. Sometimes all I need is five minutes. I just need five minutes. Oh yeah. Okay. Focus up. Focus up. You know, and. Um, or maybe you have time that you're going to get on, on Simply Holy and, and pray for people. That's the other thing is pray for other people beside yourself. You know, when you can pray for other people beside yourself, it shows that um, you, it, it, will, it will remind you that you 
uh, are not the only thing that matters. <laughs> and it will remind you that other people have it hard too, that other people have a story too, other people have hardships. And it will help you to become more spiritual by praying for other people. But that goes on throughout the day because you can continually refocus yourself up. Um, number six, uh, view yourself as a servant. All day long, I have to view myself as a servant. What, it, whenever I feel my entitlement creeping back in about, like, it's not fair, I deserve, ugh. when that stuff starts creeping back in, I go, no, 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 I have to refocus. My job is to serve. God will, God will take care of me. I take care of my kids, and God takes care of me. I take care of my friends, and God takes care of me. I'm a friend to others. God's a friend to me. Um, sometimes we can, um, yeah, we get it all mixed up and we start uh, um, thinking we deserve, but really we're just servants of God, and that's it's it, the just is is actually our reward. We we get to be servants of God. Um, number seven is keep the bare minimum in view, and what I mean by that is that the Bible says that um, if we have food and clothing, we have everything we need. <laughs> that we could, should be content, you know. And I think we need to just remember that. Uh, all this stuff, it's too much. Picture the bare minimum. If you're breathing and you've got food to eat and you've got even a place to live and, and clothes to wear, you're good. You're good. Picture the bare minimum. Everything else is a gift. You have to open your hands and say, if I have all, if I have those things, I'm good. Then everything else is a gift. Instead of grabbing, you have to stop grabbing and blessing yourself. God never has a chance to bless you. It's just like with your kids when they're always asking, can we do, can we do, can we? and you were planning on giving them something, but after a while you're like, gosh, no, I don't even want to give you anything anymore. You're so grabby. That's how God is. We have to let him bless us. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. I know that's a broken, that's, all of these are broken record things because these are, this is a remix, right? This is all the stuff that I just say all the time. Um... Okay, what was the next thing? Number eight, pray before everything, every single thing. You pray about every single thing. You do it with God. You don't go anywhere. You don't eat anything. You don't buy anything. You don't say anything. You don't do anything without talking to God about it. And it's going to take a while for you to get this concept. <laughs> this takes a while. I, I spend half of my time, you know, apologizing. Oh, why did I say that? Why did I talk about that? You know, I'll have a conversation with somebody and let them go, I'm sorry I talked to you about that. Why did I do that? I'm sorry, that was so not uplifting. That was not building anybody up. That was wrong. I was wrong. Um, you know, I buy something. Why did I do that? Take it back. I, you know, what? I, I do things without God's approval, and I have to go back and, and, and undo it. So, but little by little, you learn. Just don't do anything without doing it with God until you get his approval. Um, and accept when he's saying no. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, number nine, live backward, and uh, this is a concept that really helps me, is, um, and my whole family, I would say with my kids a lot, it's this idea of looking backward and thanking God for what you already have. Um, one of the things that um, I know one of my friends is trying to do with her family, she's trying to do this, this transition into this new way of doing birthdays, which I'm totally intrigued by, and I really want to learn how to do it, but... Um, where you don't really have parties, you don't have parties to get stuff, to get new, you know, birthday presents, what am I going to get for my birthday, what am I going to get for my birthday? But you have this big day where you basically wake up, um, you decorate your kid's room um, while they're out or whatever, you decorate it for them for their birthday, and you celebrate the day that they were born, and then you have a, you know, a nice dinner, and then you, um, you spend time 
writing down every great thing that happened in that kid's life that year. And everybody writes, you know, they, they write down all the things that they've already gotten. You know, think about, you, know, you could even include the Christmas presents they've gotten that, and all the gifts that they've gotten throughout the year, every big gift that they've gotten. And then in addition to that, all the intangible gifts that have been given and all the things that they've done and accomplished and experienced and all the gifts just straight from God and all the great experiences. And you write on stuff that, and your, your birthday is a celebration of those things. And I don't think it's about you never can get a present, but I think it's more about the spirit of we celebrate what has already been given, not what we can get from this next day, this next year, but what have we already been given? So you live backwards, you look back at everything that was. And this helps you along the way too when you're going through life. Um, I've talked about this before, like uh, going on a marriage retreat, I remember this distinctly stands out. We weren't really sure if this marriage retreat was gonna work because it's very hard for us. It has been very hard for us to leave our children. Um, it's, it's complicated, but um, I remember this one marriage retreat where we finally, we were like, okay, I think it's all working and we're leaving. It would have been for two nights, like a big deal. And as we were driving away, we, we were acutely aware that we might be called back at any time. So that made every minute that we got like, oh man, even if that's all we got, I'm so grateful. And so the whole drive down there, even if all we got was a drive alone, oh my gosh, that's so great. Even if all we get is the, you know, the first night, oh, that's great. Even if all we get is just the lesson, that's great. So each thing that went, that happened, we were able to thank God for it as it was happening because we, we knew it might be over soon, which had happened at various marriage retreats where we basically get there, get checked in, and then we get the call, we got to come home. So, you know, it's happened. Anyway, living backward, living grateful for what's already happened, and then finally slow motion living. And um, this is the concept that I actually learned from Simply Holy this year, honestly, was slow motion living. And I realized that if I will actually slow myself down, most of my, most of my sins, most of my mistakes, most of my stumbling, it just comes from moving too fast. That's just the truth. And I want to move at my speed and not God's speed. That was the lesson. Um, and I've just learned slow motion living. And I feel like that's when we become Neo at the end of... Um, the Matrix, where he's just moving and he's dodging these bullets like there's going by. I watched Spider-Man the other day with my kids, the, uh, an old Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man, I don't know, there's so many Spider-Mans, but it's when he first realizes that he can move really fast and the guy's trying to hit him and the, it's like his, his hands are coming in in slow motion and he's going like this, wow. And that's how I feel it is when we slow down enough. We have to do slow motion living. Um, you know, most of the time we just can't overcome our strongholds because we just won't give it enough time. We just won't go slow enough. We want we want to overcome them, yeah, but we want to pretty much get all of our stuff done too. We want to, you know, what, you know, it's it's sort of this whole thing that happened with Christmas this year. It's like people want to include Jesus in their Christmas, but they don't want to give up all the other stuff that they're doing, you know. And I think we have to be willing to go, okay, whatever stronghold I'm overcoming or whatever God's trying to teach me, that's the most important thing in my life and I'm going to go slow enough to learn that. I'm not going to keep piling my schedule full. I'm not going to keep um, seeing how much I can do and being busy. I'm going to slow down and let God teach me what he wants to teach me because I'm going to go slow motion living. So anyway, those are my top 10. Yay, I did it. It's the, the Simply Holy Remix. And I really hope that you can take one of these concepts and apply it to your life in 2018 and it'll bring you closer to God and uh, closer to that relationship where you're living for Him 
every day, and every day is one day closer to being with Him forever. I have enjoyed so much this season with you. I'm so grateful that you um, hung in there, and I can't wait until next year. Next year, I said that. Can't wait until next year, so until then.